0: Dylan Weissman, and Mike Langsner. We're here. Episode 83. You, was you're there. You
1: it's you. You're here.
0: It's been, it's been what? It's been about a month, maybe, since we actually all recorded. Maybe even longer.
2: I don't remember the last time I saw all of you guys in, like, the same window.
1: Well, we last night. I mean, well, not the same window. We were actually in the same place last night. But. We were in the same place last night. You mean digitally? Yeah. Right. Right.
0: So what, right. what you're saying is actually maybe we're getting together more often than we're virtually getting together now. As of
2: now, I actually told that to I actually told that to Z yesterday, and she's like, "I guess things are starting to come back." Um, yeah, they are. <laughs> we actually need to like you know work together and stuff. I know, we, right? We
0: put a schedule together and start showing up uh, at the office.
2: You'll
0: we'll start so, wearing so- pants again. The meetings. weeks
1: have been feeling good, man, you know, like we've been meeting up more at the office, like we've been in person more, we had a super cool bridal show last night, like, it's, you know, fingers crossed, you know, jerseys uh, on the move, so, good, all good things, boys. Are we, Mike,
0: sharing, are we sharing to our pages? Uh, I, I, already I already
2: did. Come on, Mike. I'm, I'm the slow one here. You know, <laughs> Mike,
1: people wouldn't know if you weren't wearing pants right now anyway.
2: I'm sure. wearing shorts. I think I'm in my summer
0: mode right now.
1: It makes for great mysterious conversation. Is Mike wearing pants? <laughs> Drop it in the comments. Is Mike wearing <laughs> pants? That, that'll thoughts? be the, yes. That'll be the no? topic Maybe. of next week's episode. Does he have one pant leg in, one out? I don't know. It's are they sure. backwards? Are his pockets yes. inside out? Yes. Now we're talking. guys.
2: Can I tell you one of the craziest things that happens to me all the time? That is probably something that frustrates me more than it should. I have, you know, the belt loops in jeans, how it gets caught on doorknobs. Right. I could never understand. I couldn't try to do that, and it happens to me all the time.
0: <laughs> well, you walk a little too close to the doors, apparently.
1: Seriously. Uh, You're but, like, does that not happen to you? Does it not I have, happen to you guys? know what? I, I have gotten the belt loop stuck. You know what else? I've, I've gotten – so I, I, like, I accessorize. You know this. So I've gotten the wallet chain stuck. I've gotten, like, my sleeve that has, like, a random – thumb hole in it stuck like anything that like can attach itself to a doorway yes i know exactly what you're talking about so so when it you sucks. think a
0: wallet chain is cool it's not until you get stuck onto a door
1: <laughs> or, or you know if you just leave your entire wallet in basking ridge that's a whole well, other. let's deal. talk
0: about that for a second you have a wallet chain but you sure. lost your wallet yesterday
1: you know what? The cha- it's funny because the chain is completely fashionable. It has nothing to do with even being connected to my wallet. So these are all thi- I know. I know. I I, I got to work backwards here.
2: This is such a this is such like a real problem that Jordan has.
1: It is. It's a real problem. It hinders my day. It hinders my day.
2: So per- perfect
0: introduction for today's episode. Then is yes. We're, we're gonna we're gonna switch things up on this episode of Mastering Mitzvahs, and we're gonna get to know each other a little bit better, or, or let the world get to know each other. And Jordan, oh, yeah. you're on the hot seat like this it. time.
1: I love it. Bring it. You know what? It's been a minute since, you know, I think we've had the opportunity to really explain what we do and what I'm all about and what we're all about. And let's go for it. I'm down.
0: So I would say, you know, we've got 25 minutes. Let's see if we can fire off 20 to 25 questions, which means you got to leave your answers a little short winded. Oh, Marshall. All right. Uh, all right. But there's, there's no rules behind this game. And uh, other than the fact that I'm going to go
2: first and, and, well, wait, so the, frame, the framework of this, right, is is be, we're going to – we're firing off at Jordan um, both for educational reasons, like, hey, he's the man behind the brand, uh, but also because we want to have a little bit of fun today. Like, yes. so if, if – because we do this live every week, you know, if you have a question for Jordan about him specifically, he has Bring to it. answer it in some way or another. Thank and he's you. only allowed to – Jordan, here's what we'll do. You're only allowed to plead the fifth. You're not. You have to answer the question. You can skip up to five this episode. That's it.
1: You know me, bro. I'm an open book. Bring it.
2: Let's go. All right. I, Shaw, we know Sean Big Daddy's
0: going to have a couple of good questions, but uh, I'm I'm going to lead off, and I'm, I'm going to keep this one fairly tame and simple. But Jordan, what was the very first experience you had with a bar bat mitzvah? W- w- were you a kid going to one, or was it entertaining?
1: The first ever, oh, you know, I, I did grow up in Manhattan. My last name is Goldberg. I am Jewish. I was a bar mitzvah myself. So my first mitzvah experience was actually going to these um, and also uh, kind of learning and, you know, studying for my own personal bar mitzvah.
0: And so the second part of the question is what was the first one you worked in? Um, like, what was your role?
1: Oh, man. Um, the first mitzvah I ever worked. So I started out working with another entertainment company out of the area. Um, I had a boss by the name of Lonnie Narson. And his company uh, did, you know, high end, high energy bar and bat mitzvahs. And I was the dancer, uh, a party motivator. Uh, my very first bar mitzvah that I ever worked was at the East Brunswick Hilton. Uh, and yeah, and I was a, a, a party motivator. I was I was on the the event as a dancer.
0: Nice. Nice. And we're going to date you. Do you remember any idea yeah. what year that was?
1: Man, so if, if we started, Explosive started in 2014, right? 14? 2014, yeah. So if it's 2014. No,
0: 2006.
1: Yeah, you're right, man. Supposed started start 2006. Man, it is like a blur, dude. We've been doing this stuff for so long. So 2006, so take another four years before that. So 2001, 2002 was my first ever event. Nice. And then I had obviously been playing in in a band before. So I had been on stage. I had been in front of a crowd for probably like two or three years before that. So I had always kind of like loved like, you know, the spotlight and entertaining and commanding an audience. And it kind of all molded into this crazy entertainment mastermind that you see before you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Dylan, you're up with the question. Uh, Okay. So you're in the hot seat. I want to know your, uh, all right. I, because you mentioned that you were uh, like on stage and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, I, wanna, I want you to de- describe your earliest performance. Oof. All right. What was it? Where was it? What did you do? And like, it could be even before then. I want to know about your earliest no, I, performance. I, I love this. Oh, this uh, is
1: great. So my earliest performance, so obviously I started out playing live music and not being the best, but I was able to carry a tune and I was a lead singer for uh, an alternative cover band that we built in high school. So the first ever live performance I ever like commanded or was in charge of was a 25-minute set during a muscular dystrophy telethon, uh, dance-a-thon at my high school. Um, I think I was a sophomore or a junior in high school and literally on stage singing Third Eye Blind, Matchbox 20, The Gin Blossoms for 25 minutes. And bro, that was like my first taste of like rocking a room. How did it go? uh you know what's you know what's funny so at the time the the kids that i was in the the people i was in the band with um we were all we're never like like the popular kids but we you know we did pretty well for ourselves collectively so we had a lot of our friends there um a lot of support so i really think we could have like you know thrown up in the middle of the dance floor and everybody would have been going crazy to it but um i mean we had a lot of great support from like our friends and stuff um the performance probably musically was subpar you know what i mean it was probably a, a hard you know c minus c plus kind of thing but it's a damn shame was,
0: this is before iphones because you know it would have been recorded then you
1: know what if you, if you get my mom on the horn i guarantee you she's got video of it she's got a vhs if anybody still has a vcr to play this thing um she there is probably a vhs tape of this i, I know that she does have some old stuff of like me rocking in my band and like just super young and you know it's crazy to look back and think about it but yeah that that's how it all started man it was all kind of like a big accident we uh had you know developed this group this band they're like hey jordan can you and your friends come and you know be a part of this you know great fundraiser that we're doing so we kind of jumped into it learned the songs that we need to learn for the thing. We actually didn't know how to play anything else except for those like six songs <laughs> that we were, that we were playing for the show. So it was totally mishmashed. And uh, I mean, it was like my first taste of like being in front of a crowd and I fell in love with it. It was cool.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Um, All right, Mike, you're up. I think I know mine. So I want to know what is your most embarrassing moment that happened to you while performing specifically at a bar by
1: mitzvah? Oh man, hands down. So I didn't have, uh, it wasn't my own, our own brand yet. We weren't Explosive Entertainment yet. I was still working for the entertainment company that uh, I had started with. And I was emceeing at this point. Um, If you guys know the original gangsters in this industry, there was a DJ by the name of uh, DJ Tommy Extreme. So Tom Ruffell was my DJ at the time, um, who now no longer DJs and all this stuff, but that's many moons ago. So I rocked this event. It was a bar mitzvah. I don't remember the exact kid's, name or the you know like what was going on but I do know it was a varmisa for a young man we were up north at a really really nice country club um and I was doing grand entrances and it was laundry day so of course I'm like you know what man I'm just gonna throw this suit on it's totally cool we don't need no drawers underneath we're gonna be fine everything's good I gotta get out the door get my stuff on so long story short you know me I'm animated hitting the dance floor I'm running all over the place doing my thing I choose to, like, you know, pull a Greg Louganis, like, half split or something on the floor, and I literally blast my pants wide open. (laughs) Like, from, like, the inseam of, like, the crotchal region all the way down, like, my right pant leg to my knee. So, there is no (laughs) way on God's green earth that I could hide this. Now, mind you, this is one of the events where, of course, there's video. There was, like, four cameras. It was, like, the E! True Hollywood story on this one. So, they're all, like, in the mix, and they're trying to follow me because I'm animated and getting crazy. I blast my pants open, four cameras, uh, a still photographer. Man, there was every form of paparazzi on this event that you could even imagine. And I'm literally kind of sitting on the floor at this point because I know that everything is out. And if I stand up, not only are we never working at this venue again, but I could probably single-handedly kiss my career goodbye at this point. (laughs) So I I am sitting. I'm sitting on the floor now. Obviously, this is great because I have a bar mr. boy and you guys know that like, you know, when you're working with different families, there's introverted guests of honor. There's guests of honor that are off the hook and you know, over the top. Of course, you know, this young man was a little bit more, you know, tailored back. He wasn't, you know, crazy outgoing. So I had to kind of coax him a little bit. So I'm like, let's call him Zach for lack of a better term. Like Zach, come on over. Zach was like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm like, no, you literally have to come to me, bro. Like, I'm literally like reeling him in to get him closer to me because I can't move at this point. So Long story short, I get through the intros. I don't think anybody saw. My crew kind of knows what's going on. I run behind the booth. The best part about the story is that without even a a thought, I'm like, Tommy, I look to my DJ. I'm like, yo, you're my go-to. I don't know what to do right now, man. I'm like, my pants are destroyed. I don't have another pair. We are literally four minutes into this party. We have another four hours and something minutes to like get through. He drops his pants without even thinking of it. He's like, yo, put these on. I put his pants on. He puts mine on. And we rocked the rest of the gig, right? Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's great. We killed it. The best part about this story is that the event was so good. So good. It was so off the hook. The family was going crazy that at the end, you know, we come out to say, you know, congratulations. Thank you so much for having us. Tommy forgot he was wearing my pants. And he walks out from behind the booth. All his stuff is open. I'm like, oh, man, dude. I'm like, Tommy, you, we traded pants at the party. He totally forgot he was out in front of everybody for a hot second. It was super funny. But that was my most embarrassing, like, Holy, you know what moment? Like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> it's
2: a good one, crazy, and that's why. So I always wondered why Jordan has you, you like he carries, carries his wardrobe with him. He carries like eighteen suits. Like now I know, what.
1: ready to go. Now I know what.
0: Jeff tape now in every color for that reason too.
1: Yep,
2: <laughs> it's true. All right, I wanna I wanna do one. Um, okay, Jordan, yeah, you personally would you rather fight? A hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck?
1: Oh, my God. Um, probably one horse-sized duck. I mean, a hundred of anything coming at you is just a nightmare. You know what I mean? So, like, at least if it's one big thing, I'm like, all right, it's just, it's me versus you. Let's do this.
2: Ducks are mean, though. Ducks are, are like, really mean. They are mean. So now and now you now it's, like, a really, really large it's a really, really large
1: duck. I'll take one, man. Ducks, they, they fly in packs, man. Ducks fly together, dude. So, like, having to fend off 100 of them, I don't want none of that. Give me the big okay. guy. Well, it's it, all right.
0: Fine. Mike? It's an oddball question.
2: I told you. I'm, like, going off the Richter today. I, I just want oh, to man. ask some of my, like, favorite, like, interview-style questions. These are just, like, fun. We, we, need, we need to, you know, fill the time. I think Jordan is the right fit for that. I'm down. Bring it.
0: All right, Jordan. You always say an event needs a great beginning, middle, and end. Sure does. Do you have a favorite? Like like would you do you have a favorite part of a party? Is it the beginning, middle, or the end?
1: Oh man. Um my favorite. So a crucial and favorite kind of probably run hand in hand. I love the beginning part of an event. Like literally when it turns over from cocktail hour, the energy switches, you come into the main room. You see all the hard work that has been put together for this event with the theme, with the brand, with the vibe, the music's pumping, it's high energy, it's something that's like 125 beats and up, the beat is crazy, you know, your dancer team's like electric. That is, that's literally where I think that the tone gets set. So, you know, from the get, you are literally letting people know that I don't care if you've been to, you know, 10 to 15 other bar mitzvahs in the past 10 to 15 weeks, this one's going to be different. This one is going to totally blow the, you know, blow the roof off the place and we're going to do something spectacular here. So I love, you know, the very beginning of the event when it turns over from cocktail hour into your grand entrance and you get that energy going and you get to really see what people are made of. I feel like that's where you size everybody up. That's where you size your crowd up. That's where you see what you're working with. That's where you maybe cut a little joke over here and, you know, see what you can get away with. I love it because, you know, up until that point, you really don't know, aside from the cocktail hour what you're working with for that day. So that's a great feeler time for me. That's a great time to really turn it up. It's also a great time to let people know that, yo, I got you. Like if you come with me on this ride, this thing is going to be off the hook. So yeah, that, that whole beginning part of the event is my favorite time.
2: Jordan, I have two questions for you. The first one comes from Chris. You ready to travel to South Dakota to help with a mitzvah?
1: Yo, let's do it. Chris, I'm down. Yeah. I love to fly coach bro. So, you know, let's get it. (laughs) What do we got? Uh, No, actually, actually that's something that we talked about yesterday is uh, you know,
2: Expanding the brand and continuing continue to help elevate bar and buy across the country. So that's a great segue. And Chris, you know, yo, let's get in touch. Let's get this thing rolling. Um, One hundred. It's a great segue into. You started explosive with a very specific vision, and it's kind of coming to life. You know, with every day and with every breath that we take here. What is the what is the vision moving forward? What do you see for explosive moving
1: forward? You know, uh, I'll be honest, man. I, I don't. I didn't really have a a firm grasp of what the future was going to look like till recent, you know, we had a really great conversation that the three of us last night um, about the direction that we want to go. And the fact that the world is working completely different, like, like put it this way, just to sidetrack for a second. So this morning, obviously I left my license and my wallet up at Baskin Ridge last night. So I got to, I got to run around, but up until Mike called me a few minutes ago, letting me know that Baskin Ridge had my stuff. I'm like, Oh man, what do I do? So going to the bank now like going to the bank like something as simple as going to the bank and getting a temporary card they don't do temporary cards anymore just because of you know people coming in and you know not wanting the back and forth contamination or the the world is completely different now so what i'm getting at is that i didn't really know And, and you know our conversation last night has led us to believe that we have to completely restructure and redevelop our concept and our plan of attack and you know, focusing on things that we haven't focused on really before and and methods that we haven't really tapped into yet for explosive entertainment. So as far as like the clear path for the future, I'm not sure how it exactly is gonna play out, but I know that you know we want to try some different avenues, like Chris checking in, like mitzvahs happen nationwide. And not that we do it the even best in but- yeah, even,
0: even in South Dakota. Even in South Dakota.
1: And honestly, not that we mess with it the best, but I do think that we have a really, really great approach a great developmental process, great talent pool, and a great method of execution. So, you know, like, let's take this around. Let's help our fellow brothers and sisters out from all over the country. And this is something that we've never even entertained before, but it's something that's completely in our wheelhouse because of our connections, you know, and and the, the relationships that we've made throughout the industry. This is something that's very, very feasible and, and uh, you know, a an avenue that we haven't traveled. So I think the best way to do it is to kind of expect the unexpected and, you know, just because it might not be somebody else's cup of tea or it might not, you know, be the route for somebody else doesn't mean that, you know, it's wrong for us and that we can't thrive on it. So yeah, this is unexpected. We had
2: mentioned it last night in in our conversation, we had, you know, a a mini ownership meeting over dinner and drinks. And it sounds like, you know, Jordan really wants to move forward with, this is the year of the try. We're going to try this. We're going to throw it at the wall. We're going to throw a lot of things at the wall. And, uh, you know, Jordan, this is where this is where you're gonna shine because your creativity is going to to be put you know put to the test here so Chris we're coming out um, um Jordan, all right, I, gotta, I, I got I one I just
0: I just need to say I love that Jordan can answer a question about what's the future of explosive starting with I lost my wallet I went to the bank yep. they don't give temporaries we're gonna go to South Dakota. Well, and the world's crazy now. You, would, you would
1: think, yeah, you would think you can get a temporary credit card, right? They don't do that anymore. <laughs> That's like a thing of the past. Like I'm like, man, you, they like I can't even do that. They even did away with the digital uh, Apple Pay. Um, the their, their push on their app. Like I can't even like remotely like get any money from like an ATM anymore. Like they did away with all their stuff. It's a completely new process because of COVID guidelines. So
2: well, if banks if banks can evolve, so can we. Right, if banks can evolve, so can we. Um, Jordan, you're a big wrestling fan, like a Dude. massive wrestling fan.
1: Massive. And massive I think that a lot, I think a lot of people who know
2: you well know that, but a lot of people on the global scale don't know that. You're a huge wrestling fan. You love it for the theatrics. You love it for the yeah. showmanship. You love it for the talent. And every wrestler has their entrance song, and you know who's coming when that song sure plays. Well, I do time you know it. what
1: you're going to ask me, bro, but this I'm getting like goosebumps right now, getting ready to answer whatever you're going to throw at me, bro. I'm sorry. Every excited.
2: time you walk into a room, a song has
1: to play. What song is it? oh my god uh return of the mac bro all day wow. all day bro yo if i'm telling you if i could have that song on repeat or playing in my dome anytime i walk in yo i am back that's it and i don't care wow. what i left but i'm but i'm back
2: <laughs> mike when we when we get together on tuesday next week you better believe that we're gonna have like our speaker setups and like when jordan walks in it's gonna happen it's I gonna say, set us bro. off for a totally different day watch Why it happen you guys
1: dare tease me with my own theme music bro because i will totally take you up on it you know that
2: wow
0: So my my question was going to be similar, but of all these mitzvahs, you know, we we try to mix it up, play different music. Do you have a favorite song and a least favorite song? Like you cringe whenever it's played at a party and it's not our choices. It's the client picks the music, but you see this on the song list and you're like, oh, but what song also jazzes you up? So two answers, same question. Okay. That's cool. So, you know, like
1: obviously for Mitzvah stuff, you know, music moves in phases and whatever's popular is cool. And and the new songs that are coming but like some of the regular stuff, like I could go without probably hearing, you know, don't stop believing, you know, like every single time, but it still has great energy. The song still slaps. People still get into it. So like, I, you know, what's funny, man, a song isn't even bad to me. Like I, I don't even like take songs like, Oh, I hate that song or anything like that. It's, It's more like I love the energy and the reaction. That song that I might not be like totally into because I've heard it a billion times makes people go crazy. So like, you know, it's not even like that it's a bad song. It's just that like we play it for us. We hear it all the time. It happens all the time. But right now for like Mitzvah stuff, like Kill the Lights is a gigantic sing-along, great party song, uh, especially for the girls and the guys. Like it's a good like segue for everybody to kind of sing together. You know, you find those tracks sometimes that are like, Hey, this is more for like the, the girls. It's more for the guys. Like, you know, Kill the Lights. I have a great edit of it that actually two of our good friends, um, Cole Party and Brian Zaw from the industry, redid. So it's got a Dumbreski, uh saxophone. It's got that soul sacrifice beat on it, you know, that, that Dombrezki does. And it's got the great vocal over it. So I love playing that mix. It always hits. Um, it's got great energy. It works great for weddings, too. Um, it's kind of like my universal track. But as far as Barnabas is concerned, that's a really good go-to for me right now. All right. Yeah man,
2: is it, is it my turn? Yes sir.
1: Come on, okay. boys.
2: I, I, look, I, I like going completely out of like I think that families who uh, who get to know you on a personal level, who get to see you on a personal level, who get to like hear your answers to some of these like wild and crazy questions, will ultimately feel more comfortable because now you're a real person hosting their event as opposed oh, yeah. to uh, you know a, a business owner or this you know great talent that is you know all over the place like nationally known so i think answering these questions that that i have here uh that are going kind of off the off the richter scale um okay so i got one for you um <clears throat> uh what was the one i want oh if you could have any superpower what would it be
1: whoo it would be a toss-up it would be a toss-up between teleportation because i'm always late Uh, always, always late. I'm, you know, whether it's, and even if it's five minutes, like I just, uh, for some reason, man, like I just, I I like the pressure. I always, I I stack everything on top of myself because it, I don't know, like it brings me crazy weird energy. So like my lateness sucks. So I would love teleportation to get me to someplace super quick. If I had to be there, that would wipe that off the table that, and I don't know, man, probably to fly, flying would be super dope. Like just like to be like, yo, I'm out. Peace. And hit it. So flying and, and teleportation, both so, kind of the same. Like so, when you lose conversion. your wallet, it's a lot easier to. A lot easier. Now <laughs> I don't have to drive. Like I can teleport to Basking Ridge, man. You know that would <laughs> totally save my life right now. It'd be awesome.
2: Okay. Um, we got time for like three more,
0: Mike. In the last fifteen years, can you pick one thing that you would change?
1: Um, probably. Probably my, my approach towards, towards business and and not, and not that I don't appreciate the business size or I'm not into that, but probably my approach a little bit more towards the back end, and something that I'm working on right now to try to be a little bit more aligned, obviously with you guys as a whole, you know, I'm super performance driven front of the house, obviously like the creative and the stuff that gets my mind and my emotions jazzed up, you know, like the number end and spreadsheets and floor plans and diagrams i'm like man this stuff just never really like took to me you know what i mean but i do realize that it's a huge component of things that we do um and basically our lifeline you know towards uh, towards our events and as the events get more detailed and as we they carry more um you know more labor and as they carry more demand on them um, it's like Spider-Man man you know with, with great uh, responsibility comes great What what is it doing what does Spider-Man say like with great you know uh, for- uh, with great power comes
2: great responsibility
1: correct that's it exactly so it's the same thing man it's like as there's more demand and more people expect more of us like we got to be able to rock and, and function super hard on, on that level so you know that's something that I'm really trying to dial into a little bit more so I wish that I could have you know gotten into that maybe a little bit earlier and, and been more open to that but No, no time like the present, baby. When you work
2: with your families, Mm -hmm. what are some of the most important questions you ask them?
1: It's a great question. Um, First off is like, what, what do you feel? What's, what's the family vibe? Like, what's the energy about? Like when you guys get home, is there always music playing in the house? If so, what's your go-to? What are the go-to stations? um are there any sports activities uh you know extracurriculars that kind of fuel your family's life is it is it a soccer weekend is it a basketball weekend is you know is your daughter in theater do we you know does she take dance um you know so these the my I guess my my learning process on my family um are the big things so I want to know about about the family like kind of what makes them tick as a whole So that, that's really like my go-to that that's the most important thing to me is to find out like what fuels that family, what's their day-to-day, their 24 seven kind of lifestyle. And from that, I could kind of build the best possible event with them and showcase it to, you know, to kind of reflect their life, their lifestyle, their friends, their family members, you know,
2: that's so powerful because what you're doing is you're building a a entertainment profile around people's life. And that this, provides a level of comfortability for your families and you know it's more than just hey what type of music are you interested in or you know what makes a great party for you or what type of entrance song do you want those are like mundane in comparison to that right. type of question
1: right and, and i'm also listening to to like to the actual lingo to the words that are coming out of you know mom and dad's mouth how they speak their their kids you know uh lingo like so if i'm talking to a bar mitzvah boy the bar mitzvah boy is like thank you very much jordan that's that's really really cool i appreciate you or he's like, yo, Jordan, that's dope. I love that. Like I can kind of tweak a little bit there, like just based on those, the, the way that that guest of honor presented that sentence to me, I know that maybe I could touch on some other, you know, uh, some other, you know, uh, uh, different styles of maybe music and maybe get more into like streetwear and hip hop and clothing labels. And like, just from by, by the way that they're talking, if they're using like, you know, trending, instagram words or like things that are like very popular in pop culture i can kind of go down that road or i know that if i'm getting an opposite answer where it's a little bit more kind of leveled off okay maybe they're a little bit you know more uh more um you know introverted and i gotta like take a step back a little bit and reapproach this a better way so i'm constantly listening for like little buzz triggers and the way people talk too that's the difference
2: between a that's the difference between a, a new mc and an mc who's been doing it for a minute
0: all right, Mike, you got one more? I got two more. I got a light hearted right. and a serious. All I, all I have right. is time, boys. All right. Lighthearted. Jordan, everybody knows you for your hair. Yeah. Plain and simple. Sure. Do you have a favorite hairstyle of all the years? And where do you get into it? <laughs> That's
1: a great question, dude. Um, I think the time that my hair kind of played into everything I was doing, I was, you know, it's always big. It's always like there's always I try to keep a lot of it in one way, shape, or form or like whatever um i always was behind the fact that if i could grow it i'm gonna throw it you know and it um it hasn't stopped growing so listen guys you get I, no one's begging you
0: Where, where's the inspiration come from though like oh
1: i i don't know um so I, I obviously went through the bruno mars phase i popped that the pompadour like kind of old school like you know rockabilly kind of look when that was like first coming around i rocked with that Um, like the long, the man bun phase, whatever, like, you know, now it's just kind of like long all over the place. I could tie it up, put it back. I mean, there's really no inspiration for it. I do kind of try to follow, you know, people that are trending, um, styles that are trending. So I'll look up literally like if I'm like bored of this and I'm like, all right, let's see what trending men's long hairstyles, 2021 Google. And I'll just look around. So what would it take for you to shave your head? What would it take? Uh, you get this, we get this company up to $4 million, bro. I'll shave whatever you want. (laughs) You,
2: we had this, we have this recorded. So
1: like, let's do it. Yo, man, yo, we're $4 million mark. I will shave this thing bald. I'll shave my eyebrows at that point, bro. I'll shave my beard. I will walk in like a, the top of a (laughs) (laughs) Q-tip.
0: All right. That that was my lighthearted question. Here's here's a serious question. Yes. Behind the scenes. There's a lot of what we call, oh, shit moments, like mm. where you're like, there's some panic, like, am I going to make this happen? Is, you know, like whether it's, you know, uh, you blew a tire in a van en route to an event or you're at the event and you lose electricity. Can you think of your biggest, oh, shit moment? Biggest and, and, moment. and the caveat is, I don't think we've ever, 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 ever failed. Like we always knock it out of the park, right. but sometimes there's close calls.
1: Absolutely. Um, My biggest, I guess, oh, shit. um, You know, what's funny, man. Like we so again, like I kind of thrive on pressure. I don't know why, like making things overly complicated (laughs) makes me happy. (laughs) But It's um, it's true. It's true. But for me, man, like even if like, let's say we can't get lights working or a TV blows out or something an, an hour before, you know, we're supposed to hit the show and, and, and cocktail hour is supposed to be over. I always know somehow, some way, shape or form, we're going to do it. We're going to figure it out. We're going to make it happen. But one of the biggest things that happened to me where I really had to be on my game um, was towards the beginning of Explosive Entertainment being an, an entity at an event. And uh, we were at, I remember we were at a local spot called the Grand Marquis that does tremendous events. Um, and it was a young lady's bat mitzvah, and her family was there. Everybody was hanging out. We were dancing. Grandpa's dancing on the dance floor, hanging out, having a good time. All of a sudden, he fell backwards and hit the back of his head on the marble dance floor. And you literally would have thought, like, and nicely speaking, that like this guy was like an extra in like a Clint Eastwood movie and took a, a bullet shot. Like he, it was really, it wasn't as bad as it looked, but it was something that literally put a hard stop to this amazing day because nobody saw it coming. Like, and literally that was the time where I kind of had to think on my feet. And literally within 30 seconds, I knew that the cocktail room was open where we were for the beginning part of the mitzvah. And I'm like, Hey, listen, let's get all the kids next door. We're going to play a whole bunch of different games. We had like uh, some different cocktail options at the time, like for games and stuff like that. So we brought that in there. We created a whole bunch of like team word play events and, and games that kept the kids busy um i was able to empower my dancers at the time i had a lead motivator motivator excuse me that was also um in training and had also emceed um their own events so i was able to put them in charge to kind of like facilitate the games while i was kind of running back and forth making sure grandpa was okay the ambulance came took him brought him to the hospital he ended up being okay he was fine he was good to go but then bringing everybody back and having to turn it on and really like kick this party in the butt and go over the top and make it almost like, Hey, this never happened. We're just going to pick up right where we left off. That was the true test of like skill. And I couldn't have done that without my team, without, you know, everybody that kind of came together to help bring that energy back and make sure that, you know, we made this young lady's day extra special. Um, We ended up getting rave reviews. The family was super happy. They loved the way we handled everything. Um, They know that obviously we couldn't have planned for that in a million years. And, just our ability to think quick on our feet is really what saved us
2: killer. Wow. What's your last? So let's round it out. What's a piece of advice that would be for every client you work with one piece of advice that transcends all types of events, mitzvahs, weddings, sweet 16s, corporate functions. What's the one piece of advice that everyone should hear from you?
1: If it makes you happy and it feels fun, it doesn't matter what everybody else thinks. It doesn't at all. Um, That's usually means that it's the right recipe for you. Everything from science to baseball to Broadway. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Whatever your vibe is as a family, know that we can get that out to the masses, to your guests, to your friends, to your family, to be received. Cool. Very cool.
0: Nice. It was a fun episode. I told you it was fun. Good stuff. Well,
1: you guys had a pretty good subject to work with. I'm not gonna lie. I told you, I, we just we all right. Roll. We're done. We're done. We roll. We roll. <laughs> this is episode. I appreciate it, guys. This was great. I, I really get to talk about this stuff, so thank you.
0: Um, well, you yeah. celebrated a big birthday, so you know we had to put you on the hot seat too.
1: That's it. That's it.
0: Um, so next, uh, you know, Jordan, you you get to choose, I guess, next week because Dylan or I in the hot seat.
1: Well, why don't we do this? How about you guys, for the people that are in here, or when you see this episode, drop it in the comments. Who would you rather see us interview next week, Mike or Dylan? It's up to you guys. The, the people, you guys will have a voice on this one. It's going to be one of my two partners. It's going to be awesome. And uh, Mike or Dylan, you choose.
2: Excellent. All yeah, right. Take it home, Dylan. So there's been Mastering Mitzvahs podcast episode 83, getting to know the man, the myth, the legend. Jordan Marshall, it's been real fun. Take care of yourselves and each other. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. And we'll see you next time. Bye.